everybody? Sorry for the little technical difficulties there when we tried to go live a few moments ago. This is the Fairway to Heaven uh, golf podcast right here on the All About the Birds Network, brought to you by Manscaped. Your balls will thank you 100% of the time, uh, 100% of the time. Um, we're here for the Travel <laughs> Championship. Jason Sullivan, I am Phil Stifle, joined by the degenerate golf better, Brian Kirshner. Kirshner, whatever it is, I can't ever get it right. You got it right, dude. You yeah. got it right, dude. Another two-time returning guest. There's yeah. only been two returning guests so far, and you're one I'm of truly them. Honored. So, so, I'm truly mean, honored. Truly honored. I'm not sure if we're friends yet, but, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll work our we're way friends. to it. We're friends. We're both. Right. We're a hundred. Guys, before we get into the Travelers Championship this week, got to ask you about the U.S. Open. John Rahm, huge win, first major win. I'll start with you, Brian, since you're the guest. What were your thoughts overall and of John Rahm's big win? You know, sometimes someone's a favorite for a reason, and this really showed that. I mean, he had everything going for him. He had excellent course history. He was playing the best golf of his life. He's due to win a major. He's one of the best. He doesn't have a bad part of his game. So they put him as a favorite, and it turned out to be right. So uh, it was really unbelievable. It was very Tiger-esque. I think a lot of people thought that it was very Tiger-esque. I mean, usually people win tournaments, they just – tap in 18. So for him to hit those crazy putts at the end, you know, I really felt for Louie. I love Louie, but it was, he was the favorite for a reason and it actually turned out that way. So it, it was great to see. And I'm glad he got his first major. Jason. Yeah. It's funny. Last week we were kind of talking about on the show that it seemed like Rom was kind of too good to be true in betting and in DFS, especially we just kept saying like, there's not a fault in this game. Like Brian said, course history is good. He's playing good golf. I mean, it was all kind of coming together. Plus, I feel like this is kind of – I think he said it, actually. That was karma. Like, you know, he tried. To, he handled it the right way. I mean, that was a terrible situation at the Memorial. He handled it the right way. He didn't say anything negative at all. He just came out and won the next week again. So, I don't know. I felt like it was kind of like justice that he won, and I was very happy for him. I love the guy anyway. So. Like, like you said, too good to be true. I mean, I had 29 DraftKings lineups last week. I had Rom in two of them because it was just too good to be true. Now, why I did it all – I had an awful week to begin with. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't understand – you know, why we didn't just follow what the odds told us and, and stuck to the guns there. I do want to touch on Louie. I just, I just, I really do feel bad for Louie Oosthuizen. I mean, the guy's playing great golf this year. He's had so many near hits at, you know, the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship and all that. I mean, the, the guy, he's got to be due for a win. And I know I saw a lot of golf bettors out there already jumping on him for the, for the Open in a few weeks. Any, is there any chance that people should be looking at the golf futures and Louis Oosthuizen for the Open? I mean, his odds dropped, like, considerably. I think you can probably get him at, like, 28 or, like, 30 right now to win the Open. But, like, he's worth your money at every major until he shows otherwise. And the only major he won was the Open. So, again, I was all over him at the – the U.S. Open, I liked him at the PGA. Um, it's going to be the same story again once uh, once the Open comes around in July. Outside of Victor Hovland disappointing me and only me, because nobody else had Victor Hovland other than me, um, <laughs> is there anybody that really surprised you at how poorly they played, guys? I thought it was Fino. We kind of talked about it before the show a little bit. Like I really thought, I mean, I have kind of a thing that I play Fino in majors no matter what. Pretty much I play Fino if he's under 10K. There you go. Um, so I definitely played <laughs> I was, him. I was ready for it. Hey, you know what I was thinking, too? We, we might need to get a second place to Ustay's hat, too. Yeah, no, like that's, no. That's the There'll be no Louis slander. No <laughs> Louis slander, okay? No Louis slander. I don't think being called fifth place Fino or second place Oost 
is slander. Most no. golfers would love to finish in fifth place all the time or second place all the time. Yeah, but Tony did a lot of money being made there. But Tony didn't. But Tony didn't last week. So his name's kind of changing a little bit if he doesn't turn it around. That's right. Any of the other guys disappoint you there, Brian? Um, I mean, I, I the only person I like, I the three guys that I had that like didn't play well that didn't cash for me were um Coke Rack, Homa. Mm-hmm. And they were chalk. Like they like Coke Rack was so obvious. And like <laughs> Coke Rack was a scenario where I should have known it's it, like Rom was too good to be true. And it, mm-hmm. it like that was the case. But Coke Rack, it was too obvious. It was too much of a square play because he puts well and he drives well and he ha- he drives it far. And that's the thing that people think about him. And he just came off a win. So Coke Rack, I mean, it, it, he was just uh, too many people were on him. It, it didn't work out. So I was a little disappointed that with him, but I, I had a winning week, so I, I, I'm okay. It, it's okay. I, I'll live. Yeah, Coke Rack. So can I tell you guys out? a little story real quick? Sorry. Yeah. Go no, go, go for it. So so last week, I, I, I put this on Twitter, and Brian and I kind of went back and forth about it. So I had a lineup that mon- – or I'm sorry – Thursday, Friday, and Saturday was no worse than sixth in the GPP that I was in. It had both Bryson and Brooks and Wolf. So I was pumped. You know, all three of those days, I I was like, I was so pumped. And then when Bryson started falling apart on the back nine, oh, my God. I went from fourth place before that happened to 100th place really quickly. And I was very upset. But I thought, I'm like, for once this is going to happen. I'm actually, the whole tournament I was in contention for the GPP. And it just... And then Bryson almost made a hole in one, and you're like, he's going to win. I'm going to win a lot of money. Yeah, That's that's what we've talked about on the show, the ebbs and flows. Like, when you texted me on Thursday or Friday, like, you know, how are your lineups going? I'm like, I haven't looked because I'm trying to get into the habit of not looking till late on Sunday because the emotional roller coaster of DFS (laughs) golf, it'll add gray hairs every single day. Wait, was was it a six out of six? Was it a six out of six? six out of six. So who are your other three? Um, I had Woodland who made the cut. What didn't do anything though? Yeah. Uh, a Cabrera Bella, Bella Cabrera Bale, and uh, who's yeah. my third one? Oh, those I forget who the last one was. But yeah, it was it was solid. Yeah, no, when Bryson was in first, and if you have a six out of six, yeah, you, right. that would have been amazing. And, uh, and, and Bryson, that was what was my question before you said something there, Jason. Was that was my biggest disappointment? Was to collapse on the back nine for Bryson because everybody knows I'm Team Bryson. I had outright bets. I had him in a lot of lineups. That yeah. collapse, stuff. That was a pretty epic collapse. That was Jordan Spieth epic. That was, yeah. you know, Mickelson epic. I mean, he had an awful, awful back nine there on Sunday. Yeah. So that my was, other guy I, was Brian was Harmon tough. too. So and that, he that finished top twenty. That 19th. was a sick yeah. lineup. And Bryson, so, <laughs> even if Bryson yeah. finished like twelfth, that would have like yeah. cashed good. Yeah. Well, that's just one. We're gonna rebound. We're gonna rebound. We're gonna rebound. We're moving, forget about the travel or the, the U.S. Open. Let's get to the Travelers Travelers Championship held in. Cromwell, Connecticut, the TPC River Highlands. Uh, it's been here for a while. It's a short course, 6,800-plus yards. Uh, Brian says he's going. He's got his tickets to the event already. Right. I'll be there um, so Saturday. We'll follow him along on Twitter. His, his Twitter account's at the bottom of the page there because um, I'm sure he's going to be tweeting live from the uh, course all weekend when he's there. Um, so, you know, Jason, I'll start with you. Um, it's a shorter course. I know there's a lot of course comparisons. It's a Pete Dye redesign. It's not a Pete Dye course. So Pete Dye redesign, which is a little different. Um, what are you looking at this week with this course? So it's a bit tricky because I feel like pretty much anybody can win here. Like last week we knew it was going to be a bomber's paradise. It turned out to be that way pretty much for the most part. 
Um, this week, any kind of golfer can win. 6,840 yards, so it's not – it's actually a really short course. Par 70, um, it's kind of in between – it's not going to be a full-blown birdie fest, but I think it's, the score is going to be in the mid-teens most likely. Uh, the winner will be. So it's a little bit tougher. I like approach a lot – like weighing approach a lot this week and birdie or better. I think you're going to want scores for sure, ball strikers as always, but I feel like it's really – going to favor people that are good on approach i'm not worried about as much about putting and short game this week as i usually am um i'm really going to look at the iron players and who's going to who like a second shot course for the most part i should say so yeah I'm, it's, it's an iron court You're, there's gonna be a lot of guys clubbing down on this course in my opinion yep. so you want to look at yep. golfers i mean obviously a guy like bryson he's going to bomb this course he's going to go for the green on par fours a couple of the shorter par fours stuff like that but on the other side of the equation you also want to look for like the smart golfers the go- the golfers that know which iron to hit so they hit the fairway so they get the right iron on their approach shot and stuff like that. Uh, Brian, thoughts on the course? No, I, I agree. I think that sometimes you look at a course and the winners, they're all very similar. And this course this week, I think there's a lot of people that have got done in different ways here. So DJ, Ches, DJ and Ches Reva, the last two winners, could not be more different yeah. golfers. Then you have no. Bubba Watson winning it three times. Like a lot of different people have contend with different styles of game. So I think that you could look at a lot of different stats to – pick a golfer to win this week but some stats i'm weighing in my models and that i like and i'm looking at like jason said birdie or better percentage par four scoring proximity from 125 to 150 because these guys are going to have wedges in since it's a shorter course so mm-hmm. you're not going to be hitting your sixes and sevens in from 180 out like we saw last week so i like that proximity range i also like proximity 150 to 175 and then just opportunities gained but of the four major, like of the four major stats, I'm definitely looking at approach and putting most out of the um, the like driving approach around the green and putting. So the, those are uh, those are my stats that I'm looking at this week. Yeah, and like, and like you both said, I mean, it's all different kinds of golfers, but it's also all different types of level of golfers that won here. We've yeah. had 50 to ones and 70 to ones win this event recently, along with Dustin Johnsons and Bubba Watsons, the top names in the game. So where I've said in the past, I've started to trim down my outright bets and just look at the top 15, 20 guys. This is a week where you can look further down the, the the odds board and find some good odds on golfers. I know I have three outright bets. And I mean, I've got an 85 to one bet, which my new philosophy would mean don't do that normally. But this is the kind of week if it's a smart golfer and a golfer that hits fairways and hits greens, it's something that can happen. Yeah, I would so, say opposite – I would say opposite of U.S. Open. Any, everything last week about how an elite guy is going to win, throw it out the window, and it's it's last week couldn't matter any less. I think I read somewhere the deepest rough on the course. There's one or two holes where the rough has gotten to three and a half inches. Last week it averaged five inches all over the course. This week you got half of that as the deepest spot yeah. of the rough. So even if you miss the fairway a little bit, most of the time you're going to be able to recover for the most part. So – I do have an interesting tidbit. I heard this on the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. Uh, five of the last seven winners have previously had a T30 here or better. So okay. you're going to want someone that's done good here at least once, definitely, if you're picking and a winner. Am I accurate in saying a lot of people are comparing the Heritage, RBC Heritage, yeah. and, and, and I guess the Players' Championship to an extent. Small, narrow, you know, claustrophobic-type courses are what Pete you're looking at. Pete, Pete Dye courses. Which I wish I saved my notes more frequently because I had so many notes from Pete Dye courses from per, from previous shows. I I don't save anything though from week to week. You gotta get you gotta file that stuff, dude. Yeah, 
Yeah, this is my filing system. I just got random things thrown all over the place here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. It, no, it's not good. <laughs> not at all. All right, so let's dive into the DraftKings um, price sheet here um, so we can start talking actual specific golfers this week. Real quick, actually, before we do that, I do have one other question. I haven't read anybody else talking about it, but does the cross-country trip from the West Coast to the East Coast, for those that made the cut last week, play any factor when you're building your lineups this week? Uh, I'm going to say absolutely not. I would okay. not fact because most of the people that – I mean, yeah, no, I don't think that if someone played well last week and they made the cut, it would it would matter at all. And I think that people that missed the cut have just as good as an opportunity. And if you want that as an, a reason to bet somebody that missed the cut last week, is that they'll be more rested? That's valid. That that could work. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't hold it against anybody if they made the cut last week. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, too. A lot of these guys are flying private jets, so they probably flew out on Sunday night anyway. So they have a whole week to adjust, so I'm not winging it at all. I saw somebody talking about the missed cut guys having an advantage, but I couldn't find anything else to support that theory. But I wanted to bring it to you guys to to see what your thoughts were on it. Someone like Bryson, you know, late, late getting done on Sunday, you know, doesn't affect him. That's fine moving forward. All right, so we got four guys in the top 10K and above this week. You got the defending champ, Dustin Johnson. You got Brooksy. You, hold on. Did something change here on my my board? I, I have it up. It, it's Dustin, Bryson, Brooks, and Cantley. It just doesn't and, have Bryson and, on it anymore. Did I click no, on the wrong event? He's, no, he's playing, dude. Yeah, he's yeah he was in it. But now all of a sudden, let me refresh my screen here. Because he's still there. 11-1. He's still there. Okay, then while, while you talk about it. Yeah, my, my page – I must have clicked on You guys talk about the top guy starting with defending champion, <laughs> Dustin Johnson. I think he's 11-4. I got to find – I don't know what I clicked on there. I must have clicked on something else here. So while I'm looking for this, what are your thoughts on Dustin Johnson, defending champion, and those top-tier guys? Brian, you can go first. Um, You know, DJ, I mean, I, of the top price guy, uh, I'm not playing DJ – um, I do think that his recent form is decent, and I think that he played well at Palm. He, he was kind of in the slump after he won the Masters. Played well at the Palmetto. Played decently last week. Um, I mean, you, you can't ever go wrong with one of the best, arguably the best player in the world. I think Rahm is now, but I'm not starting my lineups with him. I never usually start at the top of the board for DraftKings because it kind of spreads me thin. So I'm out on DJ this week. I'm just not playing him in any regard or on DraftKings. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking of the same, along the same lines. Um, there's options I like a lot better below him. Um, we talked a little bit before the show, but Patrick Cantley is my favorite above 10K. Mm-hmm. Second in the field, TD Green, seventh off the tee. First in par scoring, and he's good on birdie, birdie or better percentage is really good too. He's in better form. It's like he figured out something. He was in a big yeah. slump, but a lot of it was putting related. And I feel like the past few weeks, he's kind of – got himself straightened out a little bit. He had a win a few weeks back and then uh, T15 last week. So pretty good course history here too, three top 15. So I like to start my lineups with Cantlay. And then if I'm going to go somebody else in this range, I think it's going to be Bryson actually. I like, he's crazy. So when he has something that happens like last week, he's going to be spending this entire week trying to figure out what happened, why that happened. He's going to be ready to go this week. Um, He has three top tens here in the past. So I like Bryson a lot. I mean, Stats, he's always going to check out in the driving stats. I mean, he's first tee to green, first off the tee, first birdie or better. It's just for him, his iron game really hasn't been very good recently. And I think people kind of get 
wowed by his driving ability. And he's a pretty good putter too, but I think they kind of don't realize that he has not been good with his irons at all over the past, probably, I don't know, probably 10 weeks or so. He hasn't been very good with his irons at all. So he needs to figure that out. And he's got obviously a lot shorter into the, to the green than everybody else, but he's, he's not been good with his irons at all. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys 100%. I mean, it's 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 Cantlay. If you're going to play a lot of lineups with anybody 10K and above, it has to be Cantlay. I will sprinkle. You know, I'll do 20. I'll max out the dollar entry event as I do every week now. I will sprinkle a couple DJs. I may even sprinkle a couple Brysons. But if I get more than two or three out of the 20 lineups with either of those in it, I think that's, that's about your cutoff. Because, again, first off, you know, spending 11K plus on anybody – I mean, it, it just makes the rest of your lineup build so difficult. And you could get so much better value in the 9K range when you're building your 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 lineup this week. And even the 7K range. Mm-hmm. There are some really mispriced guys in the 7K range, in my opinion, that you really don't need Bryson or DJ in a lot of lineups this week. Yeah, no, it's just just more. I'm, I'm in on Canley this week. I'm starting lineups with him. I'm going to bet him outright. I, I, I don't like his top 10 number, but – I definitely like starting lineups with him. The reason I like Cantley is that his one, his best surface is bent. He loves bent. He shot a 60 here when he was an amateur. So he has the course history. He has the recent form. He has the putting surface. Those are three boxes I always look for, and he checks all of them. So I'm in on Patrick Cantley this week. I'm glad we're in agreement. So I, I like starting lineups with him. Absolutely. So, that, so then you dive into the 9K range, and there's, there's a lot of – um, well, there's not a lot of names, but there's a lot of names to like in this group. Um, you got Paul Casey, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Kevin Streelman, Matt Wolf, Tony Finau, Answer, and Neiman. Um, I think I pretty much like all the names to an extent. I mean, Finau crushed me last week, so I may personally stay off of Finau this week, and Wolf has been dead to me for a very long time. But you can make a case, in my opinion – to play every single one of those guys, I believe, in a lot of lineups, not just in a in, in one or two lineups, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think my – in the 9K, the most owned, owned guy this week is going to be Abe Answer. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're on a DFS show right now. Like, the thing about DFS is that what other people do and what other people think affect how much money you're going to be making. So if you want to have Abe answer in every single lineup, every time he makes a birdie, 20% <clears throat> of everybody on DraftKings is also going up. You're getting no leverage. So of the 9K guys, I'm never going to tell you to take the highest owned guy. Um, my favorite guy in the 9K is Scotty Scheffler, 100%. I really like him this week. He is trending so well and has been playing excellent golf. He has shown ability to go low in a birdie fest. He shot a, um, a 60 last year on the East Coast. I like that aspect. I like the fact that he's trending in the right direction. He had a third and that he had two top tens in a row. He's great proximity. He made a lot of birdies at the U.S. Open. I like Scotty, so we're obviously talking DFS, but I think Scotty Scheffler is absolutely worth your money. Outright top 10 and top 20 this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Scheffler is my favorite in this range too. Um, my second favorite is actually going to be Paul Casey this week. I feel he's been in great form for a long time. And I forget what, pod, what podcast I was listening to today, but they were kind of talking about how his stats look amazing in the stat models right now. And that's not factoring in the European tour, which he had, he has a win on the Euro tour this year. So yeah. he's been really good since the first of the year. 
He's great tee to green, second in this field tee to green. He's good off the tee, and he's a good iron player. So can he win? I'm not sure, but I like him for a top 10 this week for sure. So I like that. And I think actually um, it's a little bit of sticker shock, but I don't know how you don't play Streelman this week. I mean, he's yeah. great course history. Four top 20s in his last four events. He's been playing probably the best golf his entire career. He's actually pretty good off the tee, despite the fact that he's a short hitter and he's a really good iron player too. So, yeah, do I like to pay $9,400 for Streelman? No, but I feel like you almost have to this week. Yeah, I mean, that was my first thing when I saw the prices come out and I saw $9,400 for Streelman. I was like, is that a misprint? Like, I really yeah. thought that I was going to refresh my screen in like 30 minutes and that number was going to be down to 8400 Like, I, I, I cannot believe it. But you kind of have to play him with the course history. Uh, everything I read, everything I listen to says course history matters so much at yeah. this event. But I don't. Yeah. I think you guys summed it up pretty well. I mean, I get the high percent on answer. I will use answer in some lineups. I do have an outright bet on answer because I do okay. like answer on this course this week. I think Break I got through again. I'm sorry. Breakthrough win. First win on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I got him at 28 to one. I even put a unit and a half on answer. Uh, I'm very confident. The only oh, reason yeah. why he, the only reason why he's not in more of my lineups is because of the percent issue that yes. you brought up, in my opinion. But I think yeah, I think I like, I think I like his betting number better than I like his DFS number because, like Brian yeah. said, if he's he's probably going to be at least twenty percent, if not higher. So I don't know. That's I don't want to say an auto fade, but if he's going to be like owned by twenty percent, you need him to win to pay yeah. off that value. Yeah, and yeah so I mean, I'm confident in him winning, but. You don't want to put all your eggs in the basket with one guy winning, yeah. you know, in DFS. Yeah. So, you know, he's not a fade. But if I'm doing 20 lineups, he better be in no more than five or six of them maximum, in my opinion. Yeah, so that that's what's great about betting. If you bet him outright or bet him top 10, it doesn't matter if everyone and their mother exactly. bet him yeah. that. You still win. Mm-hmm. So I think answer this week is a better bet for me than a DFS play. Absolutely. Uh, that, that's, just my, that's just my opinion. Absolutely. I think we're all in agreement on both the 10K and the 9K range. We, we better find some some disagreements somewhere along the line here. <laughs> yeah. Because- yeah, no, I'm ready to start like cursing at you guys. Like, absolutely, <laughs> 100%. All right, well, let's, let's go into the 8K range then because there's more intrigue here. You got three-time champ, Bubba Watson. Uh, you got Brian Harmon, Cam Smith. My favorite guy, one of the best golfers on tour this year, Charlie Hoffman. You got Mr. Florida, Siwoo Kim. You got Justin Rose, who crushed me last week. Uh, Russell Henley, Harris English, Mark Leishman, Adam Scott. I mean, there's a lot of different directions to go here, but we'll start with Bubba Watson, three-time champion at this event. If course history is so big, you got to at least talk about him, right? Yeah, no, I think think Bubba has – the course history and and kind of the reason for him. I mean, he's been playing well. I mean, he he played really well at um, Wells Fargo. He was in the top ten at one point last week. So if if he's trending in the right direction and he's playing some good golf and he has a course history, I mean, yeah, that that's a reason to bet somebody. I, I think that's very valid. And those are kind of two check boxes that I look for. Will I be playing him this week? No, no I, I'm not. Um, I'm going to look at his ownership right now, um, but. He actually no, he he's at eight percent owned. So I I I like that. I like eight percent owned Bubba this week because he checks the two uh two marks, the recent form and the course history for me. Thoughts on Bubba, Jason? 
it kind of seems like for whatever reason he's been a decent play like ryan said recently he's been a pretty good dfs play and he's yeah. always under owned it seems like i would have thought that he would have been higher than eight percent this week That's having the three wins here. he's been good here and everybody always says this whole industry says play bubba and bubba courses and this is a bubba course obviously he's won here three times so at eight percent i'm going into it i was not going to play him but at eight percent i might sprinkle him in a little bit because i think that's worth a play yeah, yeah. That, that's what i was just going to say i mean not just you, you you saying you're you're surprised at the ownership percentage i'm surprised at his cost you know just as yeah. much as we said other people seem too overpriced in the top half bubba at 8900 with his course history his recency trend and all i mean you would think he'd be in that 92 9300 range um so yeah i'm definitely going to sprinkle him in again he won't be one of my top guys this week but you, you have to play somebody in DFS, and you almost have to bet him. I don't know what his number is, top 10. You almost have to consider betting him. If somebody's won an event three times, yeah. and what was the first time, 2010 or 11? So two times, three times in the last 10 years, you kind of have to play the guy and bet the guy somewhere. Somewhere on your card, there's got to be Bubba. Yeah, I agree could, with that too. Could be the case this week, to be honest. Okay. All right, Brian, any of these other names that you like in this 8K range? So – my absolute my there are two guys I like in the AK range that I will be playing and, and betting. Um, the first one I want to talk about is um, is Harris English. Um, love I love Harris English. He has cashed me out well the past two weeks. Um, I'm upset at his performance um, at the Palmetto when he blew it on the back nine, but he still cashed top twenty for me. He was a top ten last week. He his best surface is bent. I I like the way he's playing right now. He and the reason I like Harris is that he's shown the capability to go low and win an event that is very low scoring. So he won Kapalua back um back in the winter. He won it like 17, 18 under. It's gonna be a birdie fest this week. I like his trend. I am all for eighty two hundred dollars. I am all in on Harris English. He's going to be decently owned. I think about twelve percent, but I really like him. The other AK, no, I, never mind. That that I like Brian Harmon as a bet. I don't like him in DFS. So Harris English is my favorite AK play this week. Jason, well, he just shit on my pick. Uh, Brian Harmon is actually my favorite. <laughs> I mean, I got a couple backups, but yeah, I think we can all agree Harris English is a stud this week. I'll take him yeah. at twelve percent at eighty two hundred. If he's on 14%, I'll even and, be okay. And Okay, and we're DFS. But top 20 plus 200, I think top 10, like plus 350, worth your money, bet it. Double your money, yeah. throw a unit on it, 50 bucks to win 100. I am so down. I really do think he finishes in the top 20 this week, which is, again, what you want in DFS. I love Harris English in DFS and betting. He is worth your money. He is worth your money this week. Absolutely. I think another guy, too, in this range is going to be Siwoo, uh, Pete Dye specialist. I just actually read right before we went on. Somebody asked him about playing well on Pete Dye courses, and he didn't even know what the guy was talking about. Like, he had no idea this was even a Pete Dye course. So, I don't know. But he always plays well on Pete Dye courses. So, he has good course history here, too. So, I like Siwoo, maybe for a bet. I don't really love playing Siwoo on DraftKings too often, but I think he's worth a bet. I actually don't mind Harmon this week. Uh, Three top 10s here and five top 19s in his last six events. So he's been playing good golf. He kind of gains across the board, too, in all the mm -hmm. strokes gain categories. So I don't hate him this week. 8,800 is a little rich for him, I think. Cause I don't, like Brian said, I don't think he can win. And that's the biggest problem. But 
I don't know. I don't. If you're looking for a safe option, I think Brian Harmon's it. In this oh yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. Brian Harmon will finish in the top twenty this week. Like I have zero doubt in my mind, and I already wagered on it, and I might play him in a couple lineups. He he's like the seventh most quick guy. He's going to be about like fourteen percent owned, but. I mean, this guy is a top 20 machine. He makes every cut, and he has good course history here. That is what I am looking for. So he is someone that checks a lot of boxes, and that's why his outright number is 20 to 1, which is laughable. Brian Harmon should never be 20 to 1 outright, but he is because he checks so many boxes and so many people are betting him, and I think this is a case where it is good chalk. It is good chalk. He is going to finish within the top 20. I, I really have no doubt in my mind. Okay. All right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say, Jason, I never play Siwoo Kim anymore. Like, I don't I don't care what the numbers say, what the box say. I, <laughs> I, I, I haven't called him dead to me, but he's right there with Matt Wolf. I, I just can't play Siwoo Kim. But I'm looking what at What did he do to you? What did he do? What, what do you mean? He what did he, he do that you can't? He withdrew him. once when I had yeah. him in like six thousand lineups, like two weeks ago. Yeah, he didn't get he didn't get sand in his eyes like somebody else. But you know, please, <laughs> man, get get a freaking oh. bottle of water and wash your eyes out, damn it! No, I, I love Charlie Hoffman every week. I don't care about the sticker price. I don't care about anything. The guy makes cuts. The guy finishes in the top ten, top twenty every single week mm. on tour this year. Um, you just you just can't go wrong playing Charlie Hoffman. But the other guy I wanted to touch on, I want to get your opinions, guys, on Russell Henley. Um, not only does he have good course history here, he's got a where's he on my notes? A top a top eleven, a tied for six. Um, he also, you know, made the cut at the PGA Championship. Not an easy tournament to make the cut at. Finished top ten at the RBC this year. Two comparable courses. Russell Henley's a name that I think a lot of people are ignoring, and I think that you can get some good uh, some good value out of at eighty three hundred. I've never, I've personally never gotten Russell Henry, Henley right in five years of playing DFS. So I don't ever play him at all. So I probably won't play him this week at all. I feel, feel like there's other names in this range that I like I better. I don't personally. know. I, I think, I think you've brought up an interesting point because Russell Henley is like a guy that like people that like do a lot of stats and like do a lot of DFS and look for value. They always somehow land on Russell Henley and like for random yeah. tournaments. And then like everyone's on him and then he misses the cut. And then yeah. last week, no one was on him. Like mm-hmm. some people were, I'm sure some people were. And he goes out and he's like contending and like he had a bad Sunday, but like he was like in the final, like he played excellent and no one was really on him. So he was 2% owned, I think. Too, yeah. So that's, that's unbelievable. Insane. Like if you played him last yeah. week, like unbelievable. And that's why sometimes in DFS, when everyone's on a guy, it never works. It's, it just never works yeah. out. And then yeah. these same golfers that are excellent and have great skills and you're just waiting for them to pop. Once people fall off them, that's when they attack. In the case of Russell Henley this week, I think sometimes you have to ride the hot horse. He's coming off his best finish in a really long time, and he has good course history here. Some, And he's only at 9% owned. Sometimes you just got to ride the hot horse and hope they keep it going. So I think this could be decent this week. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of his this week. Again, he's not going to be one of my top three plays or anything like that, but I, I think you have to at least look at him there. All right, 7K, upper 7K. Okay, starts off with uh, Mr. Higo. You got Keegan Bradley, Homa, Mickelson. I can't believe Mickelson's playing in this event. He's played a lot of events lately. <laughs> yeah, he has. In Burns, Tringali. I know Jason lo- always loves Doc Redman. You know, you got Varner, you got Jason Day, Kevin Na. That just is the 7,500 to 7,900. 
Um, top 7K guys, Jason, you can go first. Uh, where, where are you looking at any of these guys? So I feel like the one name that pops out is Keegan Bradley, um, which I I think I've said this before on the show, but I hate Keegan Bradley for no reason. I just can't stand the guy. I don't even know why. But uh, he has good courses. He's like a nice guy. Come on now. He just seems like a douche to me. I don't know. Seventh he is the here. opposite of a douche. He is the he's like the most okay. Don't I don't want any king and slander. Okay, I love the guy. I think he he's screwed me one time. So I hold grudges. Um, but yeah, I like you know, Keegan the most. Keegan is Brian's neighbor, and they're like best friends. Yeah. Just you know, best boys. Yeah. Best boys. We go to the Islanders games together all the time. All the time. <laughs> so you mentioned my other one. I like Doc Redman. Uh, he's in good form recently. He was T eleven here last year too. So. I don't know. I feel like he. I never played Doc Redman ever on a course that's tough. But if the course gets up, you know, in the higher teens, I like him this week. And I don't uh-huh. think he's going to be super highly owned. So I like Doc Redman this week too. Dude, I I think you should play Doc Redman. I think right. He's nine percent. So he has the two things going for him. He has the recent form. He has the course history, and he plays better on Birdie Fest. So I think that's yep. actually a, a really good play. I'm glad you brought that up. But my favorite seven K guy this week is Sam Burns. Um, I am going to play Sam Burns in Birdie Fests until yep. he completely proves me wrong. Um, you know, he plays well when the winning score is 18 under. He already won this year on an easy event. And I just I just like it. I think the last two events he played were the Memorial and the US Open. He didn't play well at either of them. Those are both difficult courses. That, that's not his game. So you have to pick the right spots with him. And another reason I like him is because, like, this is kind of a, a multiple connection, but Paul Casey, he's won the Valspar twice. Sam Burns won the Valspar. Paul Casey plays really well at this course. Well, and like he's it. very – birdie fit. I, that, I, I'm just down. And he's good on – let me pull it up right now, but – and Sam Burns is like has amazing birdie or better percentage, like we talked about. Great par four scoring, like we talked about. I, I'm I'm and he's 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 that far down on the odds board where you can get a decent number on him top twenty. I got like a plus two twenty on him top twenty. Love it, absolutely love it this week, and I love him in DFS. So my favorite guy in this range is absolutely Sam Burns. Okay. You know what, too, with Sam Burns, too? I like that play a lot, too. He's two of two made cuts here, but I feel like he gives you way more upside than anybody else in this range. So you, he's proven he can win. I mean, he a few weeks back, he had a win in a, a T2. So obviously he has a ton of upside. And like you said, for all great points by you, I feel like he is not good on tough courses. He is good on easy courses, and he's his upside is just way more than everybody else's in this range. So yeah. I love that pick, too. Great play this week. Yep. I'll be honest. I mean, I, you're convincing me on Sam Burns a little bit there. Um, and I'll sprinkle a little Keegan in because these are the kind of events that he does well in. But in that 7,500 to 7,900, I do not love any of these names. I could literally – because there's a couple <laughs> names in the 73, 7,200 range that I love so much. I could pretty much – if you told me I had to fade all these guys, I would. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't bat an eye just because none of them give me a – boatload of confidence you know i do have a keegan top 20 bet um because again like i said i do think this is the type of course that he could play well and type of event that he's going to play well but I, I i don't know none of these names really give me any vote of confidence whatsoever you, you, you semi convinced me on burns but again 
I think there's so many better options in the second tier of the uh, in the seven K range. So who do you like in the in the second tier? Who, who are you, uh, well, who in the second you? tier, I mean, you got Poulter at seventy four hundred. You got okay. Sink at seventy three hundred. You got Grillo at seventy three hundred. And honestly, I know he's only had two good events lately, but Ricky Fowler at seventy three hundred. I think all four of those names, and that's just my favorites in that range. There's other names down there that I like as well. But I think all those names have a chance to do really well this week. No, I, I actually – I really couldn't agree more. I think those are all great plays this week. I am, I'm wagering on Sync this week. Um, again, I – He's the one that, I have at 85 yeah, to 1. Yeah, I, 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 really, I don't know if he can win three times in one year. But I really do think he can contend and cash the top twenty, like at like three to one. I think he's a great DFS play. Fowler, I, I think you just it's it's a double win because he's trending in the right direction and he's fun to root for and everyone wants him to play well. Fowler, I have no problem with. Grillo, I love this week. I love Grillo this week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, 100%. I made the RBC comparison after a major. Similar courses. Pete Dye, shorter. He came in second. Yeah. Take him. Bet him. Take yeah. him. I'm, I'm down 100%. So I think those are all great plays and definitely people you should roster this week. I mean, I'll throw a yeah. few more names at you that were, are in the second tier down here that I like too. I mean, Brand Snedeker, Sneds, this is another course – that I think he could do well on. Um, Russell Knox, I kind of want to, but don't want to get involved with him. He, he's a guy that's burned me before. Um, but any other, any of those names that you like a lot, uh, Jason, or that you disagree on? Yeah, pretty much the guys you said. Um, I really like Ricky this week. Plus, he's got that baby swag. You know, they announced that they were pregnant too. So that I'll, guys always play better after that. So I like him. Uh, Brennan Steele has great course history here. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Hughes has great course history, which I love Mackenzie Hughes pretty much every week. So I'm probably going to play him. And then uh, Kyle Stanley, 7,000 even, super, really good course history. He's been a lot better recently too. So I like Kyle Stanley. Like you said, I, th- I feel like this range is absolutely loaded. I feel like you can go a lot of different directions. Kyle Stanley, compared to the field, he's third in greens and regulations, fifth in shots gained T to green, and third in approach. I mean, that's three big check marks right there from Kyle Stanley, and he's 7K. Um, You know, I I just think there's so many great names down here, which it actually then makes taking Patrick Cantlay and, say, Paul Casey so much easier when there's four or five guys at 73-ish, 100, that you could feel super confident with. I also have a a bet on – I got Ricky Fowler, first-round leader. In this range, I got a top 20 on Colbert, top 20 on Grillo. (laughs) I mean, I've got so many bets – placed on these 73 7400 guys you know i actually i saw some stat about polter that like he plays super well after majors um like he has really good stats after a major and like he's been playing halfway decent and i think that he will make the cut so i do think that he's a good um play this week and i'm gonna check right now Mm -hmm. his ownership but i think that if he has good ownership um that's that's a good play in my opinion. Um, Ian Poulter's five percent owned. I, I think that's a really good play, and that's all you, dude. That's all you. That's that that is your pick, and he's gonna finish T seventeen. And we're like, dude, I should have listened <laughs> to my if friend. If he finishes T seventeen, I'm happy because I got him at plus three twenty, top twenty. So that's triple my money right there. Well, Lock it DFS out. Wise, DFS wise, nobody plays him because nobody likes him because of all the Ryder Cups. So he's never highly owned, which is great. I, I don't let. That. 
when I'm gambling, and, and this is a good piece of advice, whether any sport, when I'm gambling or playing fantasy, I do not let any of my personal opinions, except for Matt Wolf, come into play in any decision <laughs> I make. You're lying. Right. Matt Wolf. You are lying. You said that like, you hate I Max Homa because he, you yeah, were stupid I, and you I hedged on him. I had him to win his. Yeah, and then you hedged, and then you hedged. I did hedge. Okay. And now you said because you he don't hit play behind Max a freaking tree. Yeah, so that's your fault. So don't blame Max Homa and don't say that you don't hold personal <laughs> vendettas when you do. See, would your would your non friend know that? No, they wouldn't. Yeah, you're, you're I'm not your even friend. an acquaintance anymore. <laughs> not even an acquaintance. You're not friend acquaintance. You're just some <laughs> random dude. That's dude. great. Dude. That likes the you island. Why are you even on? You're on a Philadelphia sports network right now. Dude, they don't hate the Islanders, dude. We're boys. Yeah, we're boys. There's a point that they're in the same division. Anyway, I'm, I'm really, I'm really like worried about. I think our lineup's gonna be really good, honestly. Oh, see, I'm, you don't I'm know. Hyped. We switch the process up the, the, lately. We're we'll, not we'll making a lineup. We, we we do it differently you make, now. You make your own. Everybody makes. You their make own. your own, and then we compete against whose lineup finishes higher, and we you have to enter everybody's. Yeah. You enter hundred dollar entry. No, 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 no. Last week I put in one of the free rolls. All right, let's let's really quickly before we start picking lineups, let's look at the six K range. I know we tend to stay away from the six K range um, as much as we can, oh. um, but I think there's one or two names that you could sprinkle in if you want to go top heavy in your lineup. I always do like some pre builds to kind of see where money lies and where money falls. And I have sprinkled in a few of these guys. Um, Brian, any any of these guys in the 6K range you like? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. My Absolutely. favorite 6K guy, I I think he's 6K. I, I'm almost positive he is. Um, um, what? Yeah, Kadira. $6,500. Yep. Kadira, absolutely, 100%. Last Special. three finishes, 11th, 13th, and 19th. He has excellent stats within 150 yards. He's trending really well in my models. He's $6,500. He's like plus 300 for a top 40. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. You want to go top heavy? You need a 6,500 guy? Kadira, 100%. I'm going to steal the next guy before you go, Jason, because I know you're going to steal. Well, you might have stolen him. But if you want to lock a cheap guy up for top 40, it's Vincent Wally. Eight of his last nine events, he's finished in the top 40. I mean, he's only had two of those events, three of those events, even in the top, you know, outside the top Ooh. 20. And because he missed the cut at the Palmetto, he's off everybody's board. But at 6,400, again, I actually have a top 40 bet on Vincent Wally. And uh, I, like that I one too. a lot of Vincent Wally <clears throat> for value. So I got a couple other ones. Uh, Lipsky. T8 a couple weeks ago. He's super talented. He's just coming over and playing on this tour for the first time, so I like him. Uh, Adam Long is, has good course history, <clears throat> and uh, he's also got good recent form, so I like him too. Um, Ryan Armour and Hank LaMiota both have good form and good course history, so I feel like there's more options in this range than there has been in the past few weeks, so yeah, I, I like all those plays, but Kadira sticks out to me too, so I really like that play. So I'm going to throw Kedira. another name out here to you guys. Austin Eckroat. Never heard of the guy. I don't I even saw know what him it is. on a podcast and I looked him up. He's only got he just turned pro uh this this year. He's only got two events as a pro, um, both on the Corn Ferry Tour. And you're gonna see a Corn Ferry Tour guy or two make the cut. 
He was at the Wichita Open, uh, you know, at, in the Corn Ferry 13th place. The BMW <laughs> Charity Pro-Am. Dude, I love place. that. And the Mayakoba Golf Classic. He played as an amateur and finished in 12th place. Back in he December. also plays running back for the Chargers, too. So, he, he, I mean, dude, I guys... it's Ekrote. I don't even know if I'm saying oh. it right. He, no, he was you really... Matthew Wolf's roommate in college. That's no, the I really... only information I could find on him. But I actually got him in two of the ten lineups I built already. I really like commend your like deep research on him and like there's those are some great stats. I think those really pop and I I hope that he makes the cut and finishes T thirty five this week. I really he do. He makes the cut and finishes T sixty five. You you at sixty six hundred, you're making your value back. You are you're having such a bounce back week, and I'm hyped for you. I am so <laughs> I hyped so. for you, dude. Look, hey, I'm, that's the one thing in all daily fantasy sports and betting shows. Everybody posts their winners. Nobody posts their losers. Yeah, no, no, I, I post my losers. I had two. No. For, I had more two for sixes than six yeah. for sixes last week. I post it. I don't care. You know, I'm moving on. I'm not frustrated. I was frustrated as all freaking hell on Sunday because when Bryson took the lead, all my lineups just jumped, and then all of a sudden they just went. Right back down the crapper. So I'm moving on. Matt, he's Matt Wolf's roommate, and something he must have played against or with Victor Hovland in college because the article said that uh, he lived in Victor Hovland's shadow all of his college career. Ooh. So yeah. Ouch. Austin Ekro, I don't know. Maybe he plays for the the the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Did you say San Diego Chargers, by the way? No, I said Chargers. Just Chargers. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right. So Brian. New, new, new plan on the show as we just dropped on you. You get to pick your own lineup, and you get to enter it, and then you have to compare it with our lineups and how they do. So I'll give you my best lineup right now. Hold, hold on one, one second because we're going to do it professionally. $100 buy-in. He's buy ready in. to go. Yeah, $100 buy-in, Ken. Yeah. I, don't, I, I am way out of that buy-in level. You know? no, I, I, I do I, millionaire I, makers I doing majors, and that's it. But you give me your best lineup. I'm okay. going to input into the league here, into the system here. No, Jason, what's the, write what's it down the, so no, I don't forget I'm, it. Can we do like I'll 10 bucks? Right can we do 10 bucks? Nope. I do dollar lineups and that's it. Other than major. No. That's all Let's I have do. Some fun. Dude, I'm a baby. We're at golf handicappers. 10 you, bucks. You, you, you got so excited. That I put one and a half units on who? I don't even remember who. On answer, that's $1.50 for me. Okay. But, I, I, I like to keep it baby. I, I, I like baby bets and baby lineups because then guess what? You're not sweating all weekend. I yeah. lost. So I had last week between bets and daily fantasy lineups. It was like one of my bigger buy-in weeks, and it was like $85. And I was sweating that because I wanted to hit that. But I like to keep all my bets and lineups around 40 to 50 bucks total buy-in. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't win because – I like some people are like, dude, you don't even like bet that much. But then other people are like, you bet way too much. So like, right. you can't win. So whatever, dollar buying. I'm taking you guys as two bucks. Absolutely, I, I, absolutely, I'm winning this week. Can I give you my lineup? Hey, actually, that's a good idea. You made me a good idea there. Can I create a, a an event, like a tournament? I'm gonna create a tournament. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's be, what I was saying. Each gonna put in because we've just been putting it in lineups and comparing it. I'm gonna create a lineup or a tournament. I don't know how yeah. to, but I'm going to. I'll okay. send you guys the invite. Unless you know how to do it and you can set it up, whatever. No, I'm the guest, dude. Like, I'm right. not. I, I'll figure out how to set up a tournament. I'll get you guys the invite. All right, but I want to give out my best lineup. Can All I? right, you give, All give right. me your lineup here. All right. Cantlay. Cantlay, which we're all probably going to take him. Scotty Chef. Right. Harris English. 
And we are going to be like tied for first place then because we're basically going to have the same lineup. Sam Burns. No, we won't have the same lineup. <laughs> All right. Stewie Sink. Great. And that's going to leave you with less than uh, less than 7K there. Fucking Kadira, baby. Kadira. Yeah, I saw that one coming a mile away. Dude, this this lineup is so vibey. All right. So this is Brian, our guest. His lineup, Cantley, Scheffler, <laughs> English. He knocks it out of the park with four of those six picks because I like Sing too. Burns and Kadire. You wrote that down, right, Jason? Dude, I entered oh. it already into a lineup. Oh, did you? We're, good. Well, we're, we're, putting it, we're yeah. doing a tournament. We're going to have it posted all over social well, I'm media. I'm still going to enter it into a lineup, too, because if it right. wins, I want to win, too. So, All right. All right, Jason, you're up. What's your lineup? All right. I'm going to go with Paul Casey. All right. Scheffler. All right. I'm going to go Mark Leishman. All right. We didn't, we didn't even talk about Leishman tonight. I know. Aaron, 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 I got some player pool, and he should be in my player pool. But yet everything told me not to put him in my player pool. Do it. Aaron Wise. Wise. Another guy I didn't talk about that I love in the low 7K range. I'm going to go with Brendan Steele. And then I'm going to come back with Lanto Griffin. Lanto. Dude, sick. I'm glad, like, the lineup's, like, uh, that's a good one. It's going to be an interesting week. I'm going to spend this more than, like, the all the money I have wagered on my book. Yeah. Now now I got to change it up because I, I want some difference between our lineups. But, you know, there's so many of the names that we both like or all like so much. So I had a lineup pre-written down but I'm going to kind of go on the fly and kind of change it up a little bit here just so there's some difference in our lineups here. We'll start with my boy Eckrote just for shits and giggles. <laughs> you know, I know nothing about I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. I'm going to throw – I don't throw, even know how to spell it. I don't <laughs> – Grillo? Grillo. Got to go Grillo. Have to, in my Eckrote. opinion. Um, I got to have some overlap with you guys because I, I do love Harris English way too much this week um, and Paul Casey because they're two guys I love a lot this week. Ah, why can't I get this to work? There we go. Paul Casey. Yeah, I think go. this is – I like whoever made the executive decision to do this versus everyone picking a lineup, it, it was a good call. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Now we have some skin our, our in the lineup, game. Our joint lineups were so bad week yeah. to week because we both have different philosophies. So this way we yeah. get a little competition. And Jason's beat me every it. single week basically. <laughs> so, I mean – This is the shark. Jason is the shark of the pod. Jason is the shark. Jason does not um, – he doesn't like to talk a big game, but Jason's probably betting millions of dollars a week because no. he's probably winning. We're going to go Ches Reeby. Um, I'm going to mix it up okay. a little bit there. And then I'm going to throw Patrick Cantlay as my last guy. This is not what I planned on doing tonight, um, but I had to make some changes to it. So, that's good lineup. Yeah, that's my lineup right there. And I'm going to set it up. I'm going to figure it out. i got to write this down so I don't forget. Um, no, but you can do it. So, like, we all – like, we could do it so, like, we just all enter the contest, like yeah, uh, uh, and then we'll like actually enter in five, like five dollars, and then the winner will actually get it. You know, yeah, the winner's gonna get all the money. I don't know how much DraftKings pulls it. If we all put a dollar or five dollars, and I think they pull they'll probably pull ten percent or something. I think, yeah. I think I saw somebody invite me to it a dollar, a three-person dollar one. 
and the winner got 270. So they probably pulled 10%. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll get it. Like, we can like keep it on the Venmo and just track it, you know. And then you guys can Venmo me 20 bucks at the end of the week. I mean, that could be. I want DraftKings to keep this professional. 100%. And then if I'm the commissioner and I win, you can all blame me for being the commissioner and say you don't get the money. Yeah, true. Uh, I throw a little daily fantasy – or not a daily, a season-long fantasy story out there. <laughs> so the last time I was a commissioner of a fantasy football league, the league folded after the year was over because everybody thought I was cheating because I went undefeated. And nice. nobody goes undefeated, supposedly, in fantasy football. I went oh, you're a sharp. No. I got lucky. So okay. my first three picks – were Maurice Jones Drew, Steven Jackson, and I forget who the third running back was. And then I picked up in like the 19th round, Arian Foster on his first year. And before the season started on the waiver wire, I picked up Peyton Hillis on his big year. So I had the five of the six best running backs of the season that year, and I wouldn't trade them off to anybody. First of all, nice. Brian wasn't even born when that year happened, I don't think. That was like 1998. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It was 2008 or 2010 <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Dude, like, you, you invite me on your podcast, and then you just, like, insult me because I'm 23 years old. I'm just old, saying man. you're I'm, young. You're, you're, young you're that old? I thought you were 18. No. no no lie. Are you dead ass? No, I'm just kidding. With you. <laughs> I have a job. Like, what do you think I have money? Well, to I had a job when golf. I was 13 years old. I was washing dishes. No, I have like a real desk job. Like oh, I'm okay. not. Like I'm not. This, like this is not your desk job. No, I wish. Like <laughs> I wish. No, because some people like <laughs> if I literally paid last week. I would have made this my desk job for sure. I yeah. I said that the first part I came on. I said if you guys won like the Millie Maker like two hundred grand, like would you quit your job? And you're like, no. I'm like, dude, I, I have a business. Would. I own a business. I can't just quit it. I mean, I'll okay. put it up for sale instantly. Let's um, say. I mean, I'm already trying to do that anyway. I mean, so I'll I quit next week, but not today. Yeah. No, if I if I ever won like a fuck ton of if I ever won a lot of money on DraftKings like over like fifty k, I would be like, you know what. I'm just going to try and do this full time. It would probably be a horrible decision, but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. no, but this week, together, this right? week with that lineup I gave out, million. Yeah, I, I, I think we're all on pace with our thought process. We all have a lot of same names, also a few different ones sprinkled in. Some have convinced me on, you know, Sam Burns and some other names, but you know what? I think we're on the right track this week. We're going we're, we're gonna to do really well this week. I think I'm hyped. All right. Too. So any parting thoughts, any final thoughts, Brian? What's your biggest bet you've got going this week? I would say my biggest bet this week would probably be um, Harmon and – like the most I'm actually wagering the most money on would probably be Harmon because it's the lowest odds. But I'll like I think an English plus 200 top 20 is like Locky Town, like two units, not like real units, not like two bucks, like a hundred bucks on it. Lock of the week. Are you, are you knocking my two two unit two dollar bet? I thought I don't bet enough. Like you, yeah, that's that's not. I'll, I'll tell you. Me. I'll tell you a story off the air. So, but anyway, all right. <laughs> um, Bra or Jason, what is your favorite? I, I guess I shouldn't say your biggest bet. Your favorite, most confident bet this week. Oh, well, my favorite bet and my most confident bet are not the same thing. So my okay. favorite bet of the week is going to be Aaron Wise to win. Hold on, I forgot what his odds are. I, I actually he forgot is. about Aaron Wise. I really like A favorite um, bet is not 80 to 1. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say my most confident bet. That's my favorite bet, 80 to 1. Okay, my favorite bet is going to be Scotty Scheffler. 
Um, I like okay. him T5, or top five, I should say, plus 500. That's my favorite bet. That's my most confident bet. Yeah. My favorite bet, because I just want to root for him. I want to see him do well. I've got an outright and a first-round leader bet on Ricky Fowler. I, I just want to see Ricky Fowler. Just like Jordan Spieth doing well, it's good for the game. Bryson, so certain names, when they're playing well, it's good for the game. And I think Ricky mm-hmm. Fowler getting back on top is good for the game. I want to root yeah. for Ricky Fowler. Um, so I got him 65 to 1 to win, 75 to 1 in the first round. But my most confident bet are my top 20s. I've got Poulter at plus 320 and Grillo at plus 360. I think they are for sure hitting those two covers most of my other bets. So I'm very confident there. And Vincent Wally, I got it plus 520 in the top 30. So lock it up. I, I think if I hit those three bets, I have a profitable week <laughs> all of a sudden. And everything else oh, is yeah. just all key. So I, I really, really love. Poulter, Grillo, and Wally, top 20, top 30. So Love it. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do I, it. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I yeah, a lot thanks for coming fun. on again. I don't We're know. We're whether it's you or somebody else, who's going to be the first three-time guest on the show? Yeah, no, we we, we have fun. You know, we yeah. like to talk golf. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not drinking tonight. I'm, I'm trying to sober up this week. Good. That's, it's always good. It's always good to do. It's always, always got to have a little detox week every so often. Nice. So anyway, nice. Jason, thank you very much. Brian, thank you very much. This is Fairway to Heaven. On the All About the Birds Network, again, lots of basketball. Yeah, Detroit with the number one overall pick. Kate Cunningham will be a Detroit Pistons player next year, right? That's right. As always, any show on the All About the Birds Network brought to you by Manscaped. Again, your balls will thank you and your wives as well. Um, 99jerseys.com, our shop store, which is running a 15% off sale. You can get your fifth place female hats and shirts for 15% off right now. The click There it goes. It's not clicking up there. There we go. Of course, Odds Jam, the arbitrage calculator they use, and Statement Games. They've got a great uh, Travelers Championship contest for free on their website. Sign up on the links below in the bios of the show on Facebook and YouTube. Again, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe, thumbs up, Facebook, Twitter, following, sharing, turning all the notifications on, all that great stuff that you always do for us. Again, I am Phil Stifle, Jason Sullivan, Brian, the degenerate golf better over there making fun of my $1 bets and everything. Y'all have a great night and have a good one.